0: Okay, everyone. Thank you for coming to the, the interview today. I'm so excited for our guest uh, for today's interview. Um, she is a professional women's soccer player currently playing on the uh, she's a forward for the Washington Spirit of the National Women's Soccer League. Uh, she's also played for the United States Women's National Soccer Team, which is so crazy and super exciting. Um, I'm still wondering how I am able to why she agreed to do this interview with me, because she is kind of a big deal. Um, I think we have a lot that we can learn from her in the way of success, uh, in the way of um, things that she has gained along the way to get to where she is. Um, and so please welcome Ashley Hatch to the interview today. Woo! Ashley Hatch. <laughs> we don't have a studio audience, so if there was, there'd be lots of clapping. Yeah. I'm ah! sure would <laughs> <laughs> So super excited to to have you on. Um, how are you today?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm so 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 excited and thank you again for being willing to to be on the interview today. Where, where I'm planning on going with this interview is I want to ask kind of what's going on now currently with uh, uh, the Washington spirit, which is you're on and what you're kind of doing day to day. And then I want to kind of go back to the very beginning. So we'll kind of take a walk down memory lane. Uh, and kind of your journey to where you are currently. I think that'd be really fun and informative for all of us. Uh, and then on my Instagram, uh, which perhaps you saw, I uh, asked anyone if they had any questions to go ahead and DM me um, to ask you. And I had, uh, we have about four questions that people sent in that uh, we will ask you as well.
1: Nice. Sounds good. So,
0: okay. So here we go. Let's dive in. So first kind of what's going on right now in your uh In your current situation we know we just got out of the pandemic we're not completely out of it yet um, but it's certainly not when it first started Uh, so what's what's kind of the schedule right now for you in the way of professional women's soccer
1: um so we are fortunate enough to have a full season this year so we are about five or six games in right now. Just got back from Chicago last night. We had a, a draw one, one draw. Um, and yeah, we're kind of full go on our season. So traveling pretty much every other weekend we leave this Saturday or this Friday for a game on Saturday in Kansas city. Um, so yeah, just practicing every day, getting ready for games Husband is working, so it's starting to feel a little bit more like normal life. Yeah. (laughs) So that's super exciting and I'm super grateful for that. So we're just super busy.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And then I know you've been married now for about two years. Is that correct? Yeah. And so what is that obviously before soccer has been a big part of your life before you got married, but what is it now? What's it like being married now? and still doing what you're doing in the way of soccer?
1: Um, It's great. Honestly, I don't, I tell Jeff this all the time. I don't think I would still be playing soccer if I wasn't married to him. Um, right. I think being able to have a companion um, go through this journey with me, um, there's been times where, you know, he's believed in me more than I've believed in myself, or he's encouraged me and just helped me get through like rough days, rough times. Um, and it's also, I don't know, amazing to have someone who is so on board with my goals and my dreams and my aspirations like I think that was something that while we were dating like it was very um obvious to me that if you know I did decide to you know pursue Jeff or to marry Jeff that he wasn't someone that was going to make me stop um you know working for my goals and my dreams and he's only helped me Um, so I feel super grateful to have him in my life and yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't know what my soccer career would look like if I hadn't met him when I did.
0: That's really neat, especially when you brought up that you don't know if you'd be doing soccer if you weren't married to him. Because I think sometimes when it comes to marriage and stuff, sometimes we feel like we have to choose between our goals and dreams or marriage. But the fact that you brought up that marriage has actually helped you with that. I think it's kind of cool for everyone to hear uh, when it comes to marriage and stuff like that. That's really neat. Yeah. That's really cool. Yes. Um, oh, okay. So let's kind of, I, I wasn't going to go to this question yet, but I feel like with what you talked about, it might be a, a, a nice segue into this question and then we'll go kind of to the beginning. Someone had a question and they said to me, um, a question for you. They said, How do you find a motivation to work towards your goals? You brought up some of that. I think Jeff is part of that motivation. Um, so let me ask you that question first and then she has a follow-up. So, how would you say how do you find motivation to work towards your different goals?
1: Um, that's a really good question. I feel like in different stages of my life, I've had different motivations. So if I think back to the very beginning of when Brie and I started playing soccer, um, I don't know. I started at age eight. She started a little bit younger. Um, Like our motivations were always to get to that next level, to go from playing, you know, club soccer or rec soccer, to get good enough to be able to play competitive competitive soccer, and go from competitive soccer to high school, like make the high school varsity team, and then playing in high school, you know, getting good enough so that I could, we could play in college. And then it's just like, so there's that kind of motivation of just trying to get to that next level and be good enough. Um, And then I feel like this is my fifth season as a pro. So as a pro, just, I don't know, like my biggest motivation is just to reach like my full potential. I feel like that's something that motivates a lot of us in all aspects of life. Um, but knowing that there's more room for improvement, like it's, it excites me. And so it's definitely not easy. And it's definitely, there's definitely days where I'd much rather go on a cruise with my husband than, you know, spend the whole off season, um, on a strict, you know, workout regimen. But yeah, just the excitement of, you know, trying to get better each and every day and reaching that full potential is something that really motivates me and helps me get through the hard times when I really don't feel like, you know, pushing myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that is such a cool motivation. It's, it's almost sounds like you're just in competition with yourself and you're trying to see, can I reach the next level? Can I get better? You know, it's like you reach one spot and then you're like, wait a second. now that I got here, is there even further that I can go? And I think that is exciting to, to contemplate and try to shoot for. That's really mm-hmm. neat. Um, Have you ever experienced burnout, you know, in the midst of this, you know, pursuing soccer, you know, because, you know, I've thought about that for anyone that's, you know, has a dream or going towards something as much as I like, you know, I enjoy soccer as well. But for me, it's like guitar, as much as I enjoy guitar and playing it, there are some times where I'm like, okay, I think I want to break for maybe a little bit or a week, you know, it's like, if it's all that, sometimes it's like, you know, life lose, loses its richness and its purpose and meaning sometimes. So Um, yeah. Have you ever experienced burnout yourself?
1: Yeah, I definitely would say I've experienced it. I think, um, growing up, my dad did a very good job of teaching us the value of working hard, but also playing hard and enjoying those moments when you're not having to work or practice or whatever it is. Um, but I would say there was one time my, I think it was my freshman year of high school, I was doing pretty much everything. Like I was running cross country in the morning. I had five 30 practice. I had a gym class, like a weightlifting class, second hour. I also had a hour, which was a class at six 30. So I had cross country at five thirty, a hour Spanish at six 30 and then a normal class and then a gym class. And then after that, I was driving an hour to Scottsdale for club soccer practice. And then on the weekends (laughs) I had a cross country meet. And then after my cross country meet of running three miles, I would go play in a soccer game. And then I also did that. I did high school soccer and high school track that year. So like, it was just a ton. And so I remember my sophomore year, I was like, okay, I can't do all of this. And so I decided not to run cross country and I didn't run track and I just did soccer. Um, and I feel like that was a good like kind of break for me because I feel like I pushed my body mentally and physically a little bit too hard, but it was cool because like, I knew that I could handle that. Like I knew I could do it, but I was like, all right, I need a little bit of a break, but soccer was, you know, number one on my list from doing all those things. So I stayed playing soccer Um, and then the next year I, the next, yeah, the next two years I did soccer and track. And so I was able to like balance that out. But once I became, uh, started playing professionally, you learn very quickly, like the importance of your off days. So we have, um, a periodization, like practice schedule slash loading. Um, that is very intentional about, um, like how hard we work at practice, how many, like sprints we're putting in at practice like we wear GPS trackers and they basically tell you all your data from the week and so our practices are very intentional and like our off days have to be very intentional as well so like being smart about what we're doing on our off days and I think that really like learning that as I've been a pro has really helped me so I don't Mm -hmm. reach the point where I'm like I'm burnt out obviously like once the season's over it's nice to have a week or two break just to spend time with family and not think about soccer for a little bit but I think those breaks and learning how to I don't know learning about yourself and learning how to take that off time at the right time is really important in preventing like a burnout slash blowout where you're just like I don't want to do it anymore you know yeah um so yeah, I think learning that and learning that about myself has really helped me because when I do take those breaks, like sometimes like, all right, two days is too long. Like, let's get back (laughs) at it, you know? So I feel like, um, that's really helped me not burn out up to this point.
0: Yeah. That is so interesting because when you think about, you don't always think about the off days as someone that plays sports sometimes, you know, you just kind of think of the games and then when you have practice, but you never think of what's how what you do outside of practice is important to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's an important part that I, at least I got from what you said about not having burnout. And then of course too, recognizing within yourself, when you feel like the burnout is coming and then taking actions to try to overcome that, you know? And mm-hmm. I think it's cool that you realize that you could mentally and emotionally take as much as you were giving yourself at that one period of time, just mm-hmm. so you knew like, okay, I can handle this, which is a cool thing to know because that is hard to, To be able to juggle all that but then to be able to realize that and then and then change it up okay let's go back to the very so you brought up when you were younger so was was soccer the only sport that you played as a as a young player um or or what you know when, when when did sports enter your life
1: um so sports have been a part of my life for a very long time so i started my mom, I think, put Brie and I in dance first, <laughs> but we both just didn't respond well to it. I think it was just maybe our attention span, but... <laughs> Your soccer
0: um, is a dance, though, so that's a good... Yeah,
1: good <laughs> that's true. Maybe, that, maybe that, that really did help. I'll have to tell my mom. <laughs> um, but no, I started playing T t-ball, like, I don't know, I like, super young. Like, I was so young that, like, I had to play with the boys because the girls... Like we didn't have an old or young enough age group for me. So I started super young. My dad put Bree and I, like all of us kids, in basically any sport that was available. So he wanted us like his um, perspective was just try everything so you can actually figure out what you truly like. And so I really appreciated that. And I I liked a lot of things. I liked, you know, I liked running, I liked cross-country, I liked track really liked t-ball softball for a long time um tried basketball um what else I tried tennis I think tennis was the first sport after t-ball so I really like soccer was like the third or fourth sport I had tried and I only tried it because a lot of my friends on my softball team like were also playing on a soccer team and they were like come you know you're pretty fast like come play with us and so I started playing when I was eight and at first, I really didn't like it because I, I thought that it was just like you could go anywhere on the field. But since I started at age eight, it was like no, there's positions. You know, like you have to stay on this side of the field. And I was so confused. I was like, no, you just follow the ball. Like, so I got yelled at a ton. And I remember my first day of practice, I came home and I was like dad I don't want to play this and he's like too late we already paid for it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's when it started and it just you know really progressed from there and it moved to the top of my list pretty quickly
0: mm, that's awesome um, and that was and so was what age was there a point when you decided to just when did when was kind of the 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 turning point when you're like okay I like soccer the most therefore I'm just gonna stick with it you know because I think as young people sometimes we play a lot of sports and then we kind of just still dabble in everything just kind of for fun um but at a young age did you take soccer extremely serious like I'm gonna make this a career at a young age or or when was that point when you were like I want to stick to soccer
1: um I would say it was pretty gradual for me um Like it was always like another sport and soccer, this sport and soccer. Um, So like soccer was always like a constant in my life. Um, I think like seventh, eighth grade, it started becoming like a lot more serious. And then in high school, I was like, soccer is like going to be my, you know, main sport. But I, I decided to do, um, track like as well, because I thought that it would also help me on the soccer field with like my speed. And it was just also a good um, change up. It was a good cross training. It was a good social sport. So I was able to, you know, still like have fun, make other friends in high school. Um, but soccer was always at the top of the list in high school for sure.
0: That's awesome. So something more gradual. And then as you took it serious as you took it more serious did you start realizing like hey maybe I want to be a professional soccer player or was it always just kind of the mindset of how can I keep getting better and if soccer ends up happening I'll do it
1: you know I would say it was the latter like I feel like I never really like thought about professional soccer because I mean women's professional soccer wasn't as big when I was growing up, like it was the U.S. women's national team, which I had no idea, like how you would make that team, you know, but like, it was always like, I wanted, you know, be good enough for that team. Um, (laughs) And so in high school, it was kind of like, I I want to play in college. Like I was like, I'm not going to college unless I can play soccer. So that was kind of like the goal. It was just college soccer. And then I think as I got into college soccer, as I went through those years, then professional soccer started to become more of a a reality.
0: That's really cool. That's really cool. And before, before we talk about, uh, BYU and the scholarship you received, um, to there, um, I think a lot of people, when they see their, you know, favorite athlete or someone that's has some other kind of gift or talent that they like really admire or, you know, a movie director or whatever it is, you know, we see the fruits of what they've done, you know, um, you know, scholarships are made to the, to the pros and stuff like that. But I know there's a lot of like behind the scenes things that happen, you know, as far as like being on club soccer teams, you know, that full day that you talked about and after you were still dead, you had to like drive super far to do club soccer. Um, So what kind of things did it take all the way up till BYU? What kind of things were you involved in that you, that led to that BYU scholarship you feel like?
1: Um, I mean I feel like it took a lot of discipline when it came to you know the like rigorous like club soccer schedule but like even on top of that like my sister and I were always putting in hours and hours of extra soccer whether it was just like practicing across the street at the park with like just ourselves or finding boys to play against um, whatever it was like we were we did it all. <laughs> yeah. And, but we we enjoyed doing it, but there was also some times where like either I was dragging her out of bed or she most of the time it was her dragging me out of bed. <laughs> like early in the morning, Arizona heat. Like if you don't do it like six AM, then it's too hot. You're gonna fry. Or you have to wait <laughs> till like 10 at night to do it but then we like would have club soccer early in the morning or whatever so our our lives like pretty much revolved around soccer and a lot of people I think it was frowned upon sometimes by a lot of people because there's like these kids don't have a life you know but like we just we we loved it and we learned so many lessons and I think my sister and I and our family we all grew like a lot closer because of it like I think it was a huge blessing but a lot of people on the outside thought of that, you know, it was forced upon by our parents or whatever.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so spectacular is how it, it was a blessing to your family, but also how much you guys just, you did it out of just enjoyment. Yeah. There were times when it was hard, but I think a lot of it was just the fun of it. You know, like how many, you know, what new tricks can I learn? How can I get better at shooting or passing, you know, and when you're playing against, you know, other, you know, like boys or people older your age or whatever, you know, and you're learning to be able to score on them. I bet that builds a lot of confidence and (laughs) makes you feel good. You know, I kind of like soccer. This is fun to be able to, you know, look at this grown man. I'm just going to go ahead and (laughs) score on him. (laughs) So yeah, that's really cool. And I think that is an important part for just success or really anything in life. I feel like when you enjoy something, you naturally just get better at it because it's not something that's, you know, seen as boring or something that you're obligated to do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, cool. It seemed that, that mindset has seemed to work out well for you. So, um, there's no refuting that, right? (laughs) Um, okay. So let's talk about BYU. So you got, bring us back to the day when, um, you, you knew that you were, um, that you had received your, your scholarship. So I imagine there was probably scouts or people that were talking about you or something. And then, you know, they, they kind of watched you. And then BYU was like, yes, we've seen enough of Ashley hat. She keeps scoring and doing all the, the right things. We want to have her on it. So yeah, walk us through that process. And then specifically back to the day when you got it and what that was like for your, not only you, but probably for your sister, your, all your siblings and your family.
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it was quite the process. I like, <laughs> I was the first in my family. So we really had no idea like how it worked, which I'm sure is the case for a lot of people. Um, but I went to my first ever BYU, like summer soccer camp, the summer before my freshman year of high school. And that was kind of the first introduction of BYU soccer. Like I had, I mean, I watched them on TV, but I had never really gone to any of their games or anything or been to a soccer camp before I've heard a lot of good things from other friends who went to soccer camps um, and I knew it was a huge uh, recruiting place for them so I was super excited but also super kind of like naive didn't really know how you know it worked but I knew that they were interested when I had gotten moved from my age group up to the higher age group. so they have like a I think they had like a freshman only class or incoming freshman only class. So like Mm -hmm. eighth graders. But then I had gone moved up into like the sophomore and up um, age group. So I figured I was like, oh, like they must have like seen me do something good or something. And I did really well um, throughout the camp and like had a blast. It was my first time like playing against girls like four years older than me, you know? Yeah. And so that's just kind of where it started. And then throughout the four, my four years of high school, I would just like anyone wanting to go to any college, I would email a bunch of coaches letting them know like when and where my games were Um, like the Vegas college showcase. I remember like not specifically just to watch me, but there was probably like anywhere from eight to 10 coaches at each of our games, just sitting there with clipboards, like watching our game. And it's kind of like, it's kind of nerve wracking as a, you know, 14 to 18 year old, like yeah. having coaches there watch you and judge your performance. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I did well. I feel like I thrived in the pressure and um, yeah, so i I've, every year I went to the BOU soccer camp and then the summer after my sophomore year. So going into my junior year, um, I met with Jen after the soccer camp. She asked if I could meet with her and the other coaches, and if I could bring my dad with me. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was super nervous because, like, in my opinion, Jen, I thought,
0: Jen is the head coach for yeah.
1: Jen is the head coach, yeah. Um, so I was super nervous because I thought, it, like, according to my own standards, I thought I had a terrible camp. Like, I thought I didn't play well, so I thought she was gonna tell me like, we're not interested. Like, maybe try looking somewhere else. And to make matters worse, like we were waiting outside. So there's like a, stairway, like, a staircase up to her office and we were waiting below the stairs. Mm-hmm. And to make things worse, like some girl came out of her office crying with her mom. <laughs> and I was like, that's gonna be me. <laughs> I, was, like,
0: I was
1: like, I'm next. So I was like, like, just hold it together, don't cry. And she says that like, I was just like kind of preparing myself. Yeah. Um, but luckily it did not go that way and we sat down and they just she said a lot of good things and she basically I honestly can't remember anything but like we'd like you to play here would you accept like would you accept you know a verbal like will you give us a verbal commitment and I kind of like looked at my dad and looked at her, and he was just like
0: you're like he's my agent
1: (laughs) (laughs) and so I was like yes like Yes. Like I was so excited. Yeah, and that's amazing. We had to drive back to Arizona after that. So the whole car ride home, I remember just like texting all my friends and family and I was just, I was on cloud nine for sure.
0: Oh, that is so, so cool. Um, Those, those kind of moments, you just, it was kind of a turning point because I feel like, you know, maybe had it not been BYU, there may have been another team that you could have been on and, and made some progress, but how cool to be able to have gone to those camps and then, it ended up working out that you were able to play for BYU and not only just play, but they given you a scholarship so you can get through school and then focus on soccer. Mm -hmm. I bet that was super helpful that way. Super neat. Super cool. Okay. So I did some more research on you when it came to BYU. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) it looked like as a, a freshman, there was 21 games and you started all 21 games, scored six goals and provided seven assists. Um, do you remember your first goal on the BYU soccer team or uh, too far back?
1: No, I do. I do. I think um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't remember my first like um, actual like game goal because my first ever goal was against um, the Haitian national team. We played them in preseason. Ah, uh, Cool. And um that was the first game i ever like wore the byu jersey first game i think i yeah first game i ever scored so yeah i remember that goal like it was yesterday but i couldn't tell you any of the other goals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though i bet because i feel like the first goal on any team you know probably even when you've gone to your different professional teams that you've been on now is it kind of just Helps instill that belief in you again that you could play soccer and that you could score goals,
1: you know. Yeah, (laughs) no,
0: you can. But it's like this mental like, okay, I know I could do it, but I can't. You know, can I or you know? So, um, I'm glad you scored that first preseason goal Mm -hmm. and that you have continued to score since then. So, very good. (laughs) Okay, um, I wanted to talk about a specific uh, your junior year, um, uh, in. Okay, in 2015, you suffered an injury, mm-hmm. right, uh, as a BYU soccer player, um, and I can, ma- I can only imagine that was probably super hard. You know, junior year, you're probably starting to get more comfortable with the team, starting mm-hmm. to kind of find your, your way in there now that you're, you know, junior, senior year, I feel like are maybe some of the most, com- you know, more comfortable for you as a, as a player on the team. Mm-hmm. Um but I feel like those hard times can be really defining moments. Again, this is kind of the behind the scenes where it's like we, you see someone, you know, rise and do really well on things, but they're, they're human and they're having, you know, challenges themselves in, you know, many different aspects of their lives. And here's, here's one that happened for you. Um, what do you. What do you remember from that experience? Um, and what, yeah, what did you kind of take away? Whatever you wanted to share about that. But I feel like those hard times are sometimes what make or break, someone's career uh you know you know and obviously on the really sad side is like you know someone's life like dang this is a hard thing for me I forget it you know yeah what yeah. do you learn from that experience and uh, how did you get through that or what was your mindset
1: um I would say uh, yeah it was a very defining moment I feel like in my career um it was the first time in my life that like soccer had been temporarily like taken away from me Uh, I had been very fortunate to be very healthy, like no injuries, nothing super serious all the way up to my junior year. Um, And I was coming off a really good sophomore year of, you know, scoring a bunch of goals, feeling super comfortable and confident um, in, you know, who I was as a player. Um, And I had fractured my tibia in one of my games. And I wasn't like, I was kind of like misdiagnosed, I think, because Either I have a really high pain tolerance or the trainers just missed it. But I actually had to play two games on that fracture tibia and it got so bad that I was like, I can't play like it hurts so bad. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, I think if I didn't play those two games or if I would have stopped playing sooner, I could have maybe redshirted, but I was already too many games past the redshirt point. Mm. Um, so I had to kind of, I was on crutches. I was non-weight bearing for eight weeks. So I was on crutches for eight weeks, which was really hard because I literally couldn't do anything to like get better, or stay in shape. Like I could, um, I think after like three or four weeks, I could walk in the pool and do some like pool stuff, but it's, it's really hard. Like it's just not the same. And so it was, I kind of had to decide early on to like, have a good attitude about it and there was literally nothing i could do about my current situation um physically so um, i decided to just you know cheer on my teammates be as supportive as i could but i also feel like sitting on the sideline um and actually like watching the game helped me a ton as well i feel like i learned a lot just from watching um and it also like kind of fueled my fire because I was so eager to play soccer again whenever I got the chance Mm -hmm. and I like I was like I remember telling myself like I will never take running or doing you know playing soccer doing anything physical like for granted ever again because like Mm -hmm. Now that it's taken away from me, I was like, I, I want to do it so bad. Like I remember watching my teammates run the fitness test. And I was like, I'll do anything to run a fitness test. Right now.
0: <laughs> Whereas I was before like, oh, that was probably something you dreaded and didn't like. Yeah.
1: But before it was like, oh my gosh, you have to run the beep test today or whatever it was. I was like, I'll run the beep test every day. And like it's like leg heel. So it, it's always something that I look back on anytime I go through like an injury or a little like speed bump. And, um, I remember people would ask me, like, once I was back, I pretty much missed my junior year of soccer. Like, I think I played one game, Mm, like once I got, you know, cleared. Um, so I pretty much missed out on it, but people would ask me like, Oh, do you like, do you wish that that never happened? Or could you change what happened? And I was, I say no every time because, Um, I feel like I learned a lot and I don't think I would have learned those lessons so early on if I hadn't, you know, gone through that.
0: Yeah. And I can only imagine since then, there's probably been other challenges or I don't know if you've had other injuries, but, you know, other things like that, where you've probably been like, you know what, this has happened before. I just have (laughs) to trust that there's something I need to learn here or that, you know, it's it's supposed to be this way or something like that.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: That's really cool. Really cool. Um okay, so now I just want to read off just a couple of things for those who may not know kind of all the stuff that you've you've done, um, at least just at BYU. Um you you were given several really kind of cool awards during that time. Um one of them I think was the uh rookie of the year, if I remember right, or freshman of the year. Um you set a 15 shots sophomore year, one match set a new school record. Uh, Your 18 goals tied for the fifth highest in the program's history. Um, You were named player of the week by ESPNW and was named WCC co-player of the year. Uh, You earned all WCC first team and NSC Double A All West Region First Team Honors, Woo! and I'd like to see that certificate you got. I don't know if all those words. Can <laughs> work. Um, you know, and then of course, the most prestigious or coolest thing that you got is um, senior year or towards the end of your senior year. Once you, I think, see yeah, senior year you uh, got the second pick in professional women's soccer, or at least from from North Carolina Courage. Yeah. Um, Take us back to, because not all college players go pro, right? You know, okay. you probably have some friends from BYU that maybe never made it. Did When did you know that um, you were going to be on a professional team or um, that that could be something that could be uh, in your future?
1: Um, I mean, I feel like it, like, throughout – my career at BYU like each year that went by um it became a little bit more and more realistic um but I still I like whenever people would ask me about it or talk to me about it I kind of dismissed it or like pushed it to the side because I wanted to focus on like where I was at that moment I I knew that I would only have four years at BYU and I wanted I knew that the time would pass and I didn't want to waste that time thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to stay present. Um, and I also knew that playing professional professionally wouldn't be in my future if I didn't focus on my present. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I kind of, that was like my mindset whenever people talk to me about it. I think a big turning point for me, my senior year, I got um, invited to my first ever U S women's national team camp. And I played in my first ever, I got my first cap um, against Switzerland um, in Utah. I played in Utah with the U.S. Women's National Team. And that was like a huge eye-opener for me. And um, at the time, Jill Ellis was the head coach of the U.S. Women's National Team at the time. And um, before that, I had not really had a ton of experience with U.S. soccer. So um, I learned a lot. And it was the first time I ever played against other professional soccer players Mm. so I didn't really know like how my college skills you know would match up to these pros um these like Olympic you know gold medalists and world cup champions you know so I was super nervous but also just like super excited for um the opportunity and I asked so many questions to all the other girls who are playing professionally about like do you like playing in the NWSO? Like what are the pros? What are the cons? Like I just used that opportunity as a, like to be a sponge and just stuck in as much information as I could. Cause I knew that if I decided to play professionally, I would have no idea what was in store for me. Um, so I learned a lot and I I'm so glad that I, um, asked those questions. And I remember my exit meeting with Jill Ellis, she was like, um, I wanted to call you into this camp to, um, kind of like lie a fire in you, and if you want to play on this team ever again, like you need to go play professionally and you need to succeed and you need to do well. And I was just like, "Wow, yes, ma'am. All right. Ah. <laughs> like, so it was after that camp where I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I knew I was going to do it. I didn't tell people that I was going to, because I still wanted to, you know, focus on the rest of my senior year. But that camp was just like, yeah, I'm going to play professionally. And I'm like, super excited. I know it's going to be super hard, but I'm going to do it. So that was kind of like that turning point for me.
0: Yeah. And what a cool way for someone to give you motivation to want to play professional women's soccer, you know, to invite you to play on that high ranking of a team must have been so cool. So were, were you playing with players without going off too much of a tangent, then we'll bring it back. So Alex Morgan, right? Mm-hmm. and people like that were some of those was was carly lloyd at the time on the team
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. carly lloyd was there pretty much everyone that's currently on the team
0: that is that is so cool and then a follow-up question i had and then we'll bring it back because this is so exciting um what's what's one one or a couple whatever you want to share what's one, what's some questions that you were asking them and what advice were they giving you
1: um, so I was asking them a lot of like questions and like how the league worked in general. Um, and then I was also asking them like questions about like, what's the difference in like the level of play, like from college to professionally, like what was the biggest adjustment for you? Um, what is like the best part about playing professionally? What's the worst part? And so I got a lot of like different answers. I also, like was able to gather some sort of expectation going into the league. And I'm so glad that, and my expectation going into the league was like, we're a women's professional league. We don't get a ton of support. We don't get a ton of money, but it's so worth it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: So that was kind of my expectation. And it was also, it's going to be really hard. Um, Cause you don't know where you're going to go and you don't have a lot of power in where you're going to go. Um, and so I had those expectations, and they really helped me it's my first season at North Carolina. And I'm really glad that those girls were honest with me because they could have lied to me, like, oh, it's great, you know? <laughs> yeah. But they were pretty honest. And so I was very grateful for their honesty.
0: That's really neat. That's really neat. And I feel like to your point on some of the things that you said, they're really true. I feel like women's soccer is starting to make more of a name for itself more and more. And mm-hmm. I think that could be even motivating for you too to know like, oh, like I can have influence over, you know, the world's perception on women's soccer and, um, and how that goes too. And a lot of those girls have definitely paved the way, uh, for that, uh, to that end as well, which is really yeah. neat to have been able to rub shoulders with them. But okay, you were the second pick on North Carolina Courage. Um, <laughs> that is crazy. That must have been again another motivation booster for you, um, coming on now from college to the you know a woman the professional league when it comes to women's soccer. Um, what what did you what did you take from your your time in the on that team?
1: Um, my rookie season, I learned a lot. Um, I got drafted to the best team in the league at the time. They had previously won the championship. They were a team that was in New York, and they their, their owner bought them out. An owner from North Carolina bought them. So it was, like, this team's first time in North Carolina, um, and they were, at the time, the best team in the league. I mean, they still are a really good team in the league. And um, I was – I was among like some of the best soccer players in the world, so I remember like my first day of practice. I was just like, "Holy crap, these guys are good! <laughs> like, I better get better real quick." Um, but yeah, I just soaked it all in, and I um, I learned a lot, like from the players around me, especially the veteran players around me. I think there's only me and like two other rookies um, on the team. And so we were blessed to have such great players around us who were willing to show us the ropes, to give us advice, to show us what it takes to be a pro and go from a three-month college season to an eight-month-plus professional season. Mm. Um, And, like, how to manage your time and how to take care of your body. It was just there's so many more aspects Um, of the job when you become a professional that, like, no one really teaches you. You just kind of have to learn it. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I learned a lot. And I feel like I got better as a player, um, not only, like, physically, but also mentally. Um, It was, like, very challenging, you know, the drills that Paul Riley would put us through, the passing patterns we would do, the different games we would play, the transition games, the, I don't know, just... The rigorous training sessions that we had were very um, trying, but I definitely feel like it helped me become a better player.
0: That's 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 amazing. That's amazing, and you're right. You kind of stepping into. I bet that first practice, you start to realize like either I'm gonna get chewed or I'm gonna have to start chewing. You know, it just yeah. like I'm, gotta, I'm gonna have to stand up to these people, or I'm gonna, you know. Get sent home real quick, but you've definitely yeah. risen to the challenge because now you've still. You, that was in 2017. It's now 2021, so you're alive. You made it. Um, and I know you were on Melbourne City for a little bit on loan, mm-hmm. and now you're back to the. Well, now you're on Washington Spirit, which is a new team still for you. Um, I know we only have about five, ten more minutes, so just a couple more questions to wrap it up, and. Um, so we talked a little bit about Washington spirit at the beginning. What are your current goals now in soccer and stuff? I know a lot of it, you talked about being in the present. So perhaps you have no goals, <laughs> or you do, but you don't think of them. Whatever your answer is. Yeah. What, what is, what is your future looking like and what do you, what is your thought process uh, with where you're at now?
1: Um, yeah. So I definitely have goals. Okay, um, good. good, and- good. <laughs> No, but being in the present and making the most of every day is definitely one of them. So, um, yeah, I feel like every year a big goal of mine is always just to continue to move forward and progress and get better as a soccer player. And so there's certain things that, you know, I'm trying to get better at. One of them is always scoring goals. I feel like you can never score too many goals, Um, but also helping my team, the Washington Spirit, make it to the playoffs, you know, make it to the championship, win the championship, all those things. I feel like each year with the spirit, we've made progress, but I feel like it's time for us to make a little bit more um, progress and, you know, be a dominating team in the league, uh, Mm -hmm. which is hard to do because this is a really good league. Um, So that's definitely my goal. I also have a personal goal of, you know, becoming my best self and trying to, you know, make the U.S. Women's National Team, um, if that opportunity ever presents itself. Um, I've had windows here and there. And so just being ready for whenever, you know, that door opens, Um, if it opens, you you know, you never know. Um, So just being ready um, to take advantage of the opportunities when they present themselves. Um, So after, you know, after the Olympics, um, I'm hoping, you know, to be ready to be in a position where I can help impact that team in some way um, so those are kind of my goals at the moment.
0: That's awesome. That is very, very exciting. Exciting future for Ashley Hatchman. Um, okay, that's where I wanted to go with that that portion. Um, so we got what's going on, journey to where you are now. Um, can we end with some questions from the fans? Of course. <laughs> okay, Ashley Hatchman, this is what it's all about. Okay, uh, another question from the fans is... Uh, this is from Spencer Smith. The previous one was from Sally Johnson. So Sp- Spencer Smith is asking: Have you ever had your values challenged as a professional soccer player? If so, how did you respond?
1: Mm, that's a good question. Um, I don't know if I'd ever say my values have been challenged. By I mean, maybe they have. I guess like I found myself in situations where I could choose to stay true to my values or to stray away and I feel like um coming into the league my rookie season it was very important for me to establish you know my standards and stay true to my standards from the beginning and I think it would have been really easy to not do that cuz no one knew who I was no one knew um what I believed or anything about my character or whatever it was. Um, so it could have been easy to, you know, stray from that, um, especially being in a new environment. Um, but fortunately for me, I've had a lot of good role models in my life and I have a really good family. Um, and um, I was able to, you know, if there was a certain activity going on or if we had a team function and people were drinking, I don't drink. It was, easy for me to establish that from the get-go, um, stay true to myself and be like, Hey, like, I love being here with you guys, but I, you know, I'm not going to drink or like certain like little things like that, um, that have, you know, tested me a little bit, but because I've decided to stay true to who I am and that's kind of always been my number one priority when it comes to, um, certain situations like that, um, just being open and honest with people and be like, this is who I am, this is what I believe. Um, these things about me will never change. Um, I've earned a lot of respect from a lot of my teammates, and they've also helped me uphold my own standards because um, they see that I'm doing my best to stay true to who I am. So um, I'm happy that I chose from the beginning to stay true to myself because it would have been really hard to, you know, backpedal um, but luckily enough, I'm surrounded by a lot of amazing um, players and women who know my standards and who've helped me and respect me, even if their standards are different, which I really appreciate.
0: Yeah. And I think people do respect that when you're just open and honest about it. And also, I would I, I believe that a lot of the, the girls you probably play with, I feel like most people and humans have, you know, they're good people also. and You know, they have values, too, that I'm sure that you can. That you help with as well and you guys kind of help each other as a team when it comes to that that's awesome, awesome. i respect that that's really cool uh nice. another question hat that he had was what is your favorite moment from your career
1: um that's hard there's so many good moments um
0: besides getting married to jeff okay just kidding
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um man Oh, that's so hard. I mean, one moment that's like at the top of my list is like getting my first ever cap with the national team. And like when I stepped onto the field, like yeah. I, it was at uh, Real Salt Lake um, Stadium, Rio Tinto's Real Salt Lake Stadium at Rio Tinto. And I had all my college teammates there. I had my family there. I had friends there. It was just kind of like a surreal, like yeah. picture perfect experience. And so, um, that's definitely at the top of my list, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I can list a lot.
0: But. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That is a definite <laughs> highlight you said picture perfect, that is picture. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Ashley Hatch, thank you very much, uh, for doing this interview. I know it will help a lot of people. Uh, that take the time to listen to it. Um, this has been really enlightening for me as well. And so thank you for being willing and uh, good luck. Best of luck moving forward. We'll see you on the women's national team and uh, <laughs> we'll see you achieve every other goal that, that you're wanting to as well. So
1: thanks. You again. Great. Appreciate it. Of course.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll see you.
1: Bye.